Hello, and welcome to a very special episode of Real Early. I'm Larry Sternshine, and on this episode, I'm joined by my friend Ole Levenson as we discuss movies we'll be watching this upcoming November action movie challenge, Woovember. For those who are unfamiliar, Woovember tasks a movie fan with watching 30 action films based around a series of criteria. Starting now, you can go to the link provided in the show notes over at the website letterboxd.com and start creating your list of movies you may want to see this November. I'll also be posting the tasks in my Twitter, Instagram, and Blue Sky accounts. So without further wait, let's get into the conversation about this year's Woovember. So before that, let me uh, say hello to Ole. How you doing, man? Hello, I'm doing great. How's it going? Good, good. We haven't really talked live in a while. Uh, tell me what you've been up to this year. Uh, yeah, lots of things changed. I uh, finished film school, started a new job. That's pretty amazing to to finish school uh, and get a job like straight after. So congratulations yeah. to that. Thank you. Uh, what exactly are you doing? Is it related to film? Yeah, I'm working at the German Broadcasting Archive. We have all the old television and radio stuff lying around, taking care of digitization and metadata and all that stuff. So I do have a question then. Uh, last time we talked, you were you were mentioning about the dubbing uh, for like the old movies, where it's like more jokes that Germans would understand. Like, have you yeah. found have you found those audios, is, or is it more newer stuff? No, the the archive I'm working at is only like for old East German movies. Oh, that's a lot of uh, uh, sad stuff, or is there comedies? I don't. What are you oh, finding? There's also comedies, but it's like mostly television stuff. Okay. Gotcha. Tell also me about old news footage, stuff like that. Okay. Uh, that's pretty cool. So a lot of uh, old history footage and stuff, I'm assuming. Yeah. How how far back does it go? Um, All the way back to uh, the Nazi era. <laughs> oh, man. That, that's got to be a crazy to see like that stuff and then see something more current and it's hard to believe that's really under a hundred years ago it's yeah crazy. <laughs> luckily though things well hopefully things are better definitely better than world war ii <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh yeah so anyway uh thanks for uh, coming on and um we figured we'll I would, we'll just go through everything you could say what you've got coming for that movie what movie you're gonna watch and and whatnot we'll see we'll see how this goes i like i'm excited number seven hopefully we have some new participants this year um yeah, but it's always, so it's, always it's always a, it's always a good time uh whether it's just us two or more than us two <laughs> uh but yeah yeah I, I saw in the comments for last year's list some people are already eagerly waiting for the new one so i think they'll be Quite a couple of participants this time. Yeah, yeah. There's a, a Discord I'm a part of that uh, some people have expressed interest. So we'll see how it all goes. Um, but again, thank you so much. You you pretty much do all the work, and I reap all the benefits. It's a how <laughs> it goes. But I do appreciate all, all the stuff you do to make this thing work. So thanks. Um, You're welcome. 
2023, November, obviously the first thing you do is honor the GOAT of action cinema, in my opinion, John Woo. And I was wondering, what John Woo movie are you going to see this year? I'm going to watch uh, From Riches to Rags, which is one of his kind of early comedies. And it's one of a few John Woo movies I still haven't seen because it's pretty hard to find. But I think I finally tracked down a, a DVD whip of it. That's good. I There's a bunch of his older movies I still have yet to see just because I'm cheap and I haven't purchased any of the movies. Um but all the clips I see of some of like the the the, the old um, comedies, there there's some really cool stuff in it. Is is this the one that's like got a Mission Impossible like scene? Yeah, I'm not sure. It might. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, there. I saw a clip. I think it's this one. There's there's something that they do that's similar to something they do in the first Mission Impossible film. So I'm curious to to hear what you think about that. Uh, movie when you see it obviously which is what i need people to do when they're doing this uh, is to if they're on letterboxd i should probably explain you can find all this on letterboxd there'll be a link and when you're there try to uh review the movies that you see if you can if not no big deal um but all this stuff will be on letterboxd and also i throw up the tasks on my twitter account at november and you can play along that way uh, so for my movie, my drama movie, I haven't watched Once the Thief in a while. Kind of wanted uh, to see how that holds up after many years of not seeing it. So, and I have a copy of it. So it's really easy. <laughs> um, do you like Once the Thief? Yeah, I haven't seen it in a while, but I quite like it. I've also seen like the remake and a couple of episodes of a TV show that followed. Which is, I think, is better than his reputation. Yeah, especially the, the the pilot done by John Woo is yeah pretty cool. And then the, then it's just like a TV show that didn't really take off, but it's easy accessible to find if you're interested in that particular one. And uh, the first time I saw Once a Thief was actually at a midnight screening back when I was like fifteen, sixteen, somewhere around there. Uh, so that was pretty cool. That was a good way to see it. Back in the early 90s. Uh, all right. So uh next thing is we do a little we do a little like subsections for this. So we have like a current events thing related to movies this year. Uh so for example, to celebrate the release of John Wick 4, uh, we want you guys to watch an action film starring either Donnie Yen, Hiroyuki Sonata, or Marker Zoror. And what uh, which one of those actors and movies are you going to see? Uh, I picked Hiroyuki Sanada, and the movie I'm watching is The Dagger of Kamui, which is an animated ninja film, which he plays the lead in. I mean, I guess it's just a voice role, but ninja movies are always awesome, especially like old stuff from the 80s, so I'm really looking forward to this one. Oh, that does sound really fun. I... Can't really say that uh, I've watched a lot of the '80s stuff like that, uh, just like the main ones. But that that sounds pretty cool. Um, I decided to uh, check out Marco Zor's film *Fist of the Condor* because uh, I just kind of want to see like an old school martial arts film done like currently, and I hear it's pretty good. 
Do you ever see yeah, that I st- one? I still haven't seen it, but I also want to check it out sometime. I've been kind of lagging behind the latest straight-to-video action releases, but yeah, that one's on the list. I believe you can check it out on Welgo USA's Haya channel, for those mm-hmm. who are curious. Um, but I think I think there's other ways you can see it now. I think on Tubi, which Tubi is like the place to go if you're trying to find an old action movie. It almost feels like they're always on Tubi. Yeah, especially like the PM Entertainment stuff from the 90s. Tubi yeah. is uh, the most convenient source for that. It's great. I love Tubi. Um, okay, so next thing up is an action film directed by Chris, Christopher McQuarrie. Celebrating Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, a, uh, a film that uh, I didn't love, but I was entertained by. Um, I don't know if you saw it or not. Yeah, I, I saw it. I liked it quite a lot. It's one of my favorite uh, action movies of the year so far. I want to see Part 2 before I really like form a full opinion, because I really feel like what happens in 2 will help one a little bit, you know, because it's. It, it ha- I feel like there's a middle beginning and an end, but there's still that stuff out there that, you know, I'm curious to see how they deal with. But anyway, the uh, what movie are you going to watch then from Christopher McQuarrie? Yeah, I'm going to watch The Way of the Gun, which is his first movie. And it, uh, it's going to be one of the few rewatches I'm doing uh, in the month because I've already seen all of Macquarie's pictures. I mean, he doesn't have that many. I don't remember like Way of a Gun having some really unusual uh, shootouts in it. Like, it showed some early potential because Macquarie's career didn't really take off. I don't think the movie was a hit, so he kind of went back to writing until he had like uh, a big hit with the first um, Jack Reacher movie. Yeah, that's also what I'm doing too. Uh, I haven't seen that movie in like 20 years. I saw it in the theaters. Me and my friend Pablo back in college, we checked it out, loved it. I think it was only only like two of us saw it. <laughs> but uh, it's 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 a good movie. Um, the 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 two lead characters are real pieces of crap. So yeah. it's kind of fun in that way, but you know some people don't like that kind of humor. But uh, I'll be interested to see how I feel about it all these years later. Yeah, I think it's kind of a product of its time, kind of in this late '90s, early 2000s post pulp fiction crime comedy kind of way. So only curious to see how it holds up in that regard. Yeah, absolutely, especially since he wrote Usual Suspects, so he was kind of like one of those very clever screenwriters. Um, so this one kind of fits that sort of similar I'm clever kind of yeah. thing. Uh, but it's good. It's good. I'm, I'm excited to watch it. Alright, so next thing we do then is we like to um, do a memorial uh, section for those who have passed in the past year since the last November. And uh, unfortunately, there are quite a few um, that have that have left us, uh, but a lot of great filmmakers and actors. All right, that uh, we will celebrate through November this year, including director. I don't. I still don't know how to pronounce his first name. 
Uh, Rogio Diodato, who did lots of gory horror movies, but also a bunch of cop-type features and whatnot. So I was kind of curious to see how those are. So the one that I keep meaning to watch that I'm going to do is Live Like a Cop, Die Like a Man. <laughs> this is a ridiculous title. A title yeah, that yeah, can I, never... I really like that, that my movie. It's one of my favorites of Diodato's. It's a pretty unhinged cop movie, kind of like the Bad Boys 2 of its time. Like, both of the main cops are basically psychopaths with badges, just running through town on motorcycle, killing people, and getting away with it. So just so, slightly worse than cops today. <laughs> kind of. So maybe it's a more honest than the average cop movie. What uh... the thing about the Diodato is like he's mostly known as a horror director, as you already mentioned, but like most of his contemporaries in Italy, he was kind of active in all different genres and quite skilled at uh, adapting to different kind of genres. And I'm going to watch um, The Lone Runner from 1986 starring Miles O'Keefe. I'm not quite sure. The poster makes it seem like kind of post-apocalyptic movie, but I'm not even sure if it is one of those. Because I I always kind of like the Italian that makes knockoffs. And I think this might just be a regular contemporary action movie. I'm not sure. Well, that sounds like uh, it's going to be interesting to see which one it is, because uh, <laughs> I do like their post-apocalyptic movies. They're very weird, and a lot of them don't make a lot of sense in many ways, but they're so fun to watch. So hopefully, regardless of whether it is or not, it's a good watch. So yeah. we'll, we'll we'll find out when we get there, I guess. <laughs> All right, so next, unfortunately, we, we recently launched Lance Reddick, uh, who still had... It's a shame because I feel like he still had a lot left to give us, but he still gave us lots of great movies. So what uh, what are you going to watch from Lance? I'm going to watch uh, White House Down. I, I still haven't seen it. Really? I mean, yeah. Seems like a pretty obvious one, but it kind of went past me because it was kind of released at the same time as... Uh, what was it? Olympus has fallen. Yeah. I was kind of. Do I have to choose between one of the two? Uh, Die Hard, Die Hard in the White House movie, or do I have to watch both? And so, kind of slipped under the radar for me. But uh, yeah, I think it's time to catch up with it. It's probably fun. Have you seen it? Yeah, I actually only saw it for the first time a couple of years ago. So it's not like I was there day one or anything. I, I think there's this period where I didn't really go to a lot of movies in the theater just because they didn't have like an A-list at that time so I just was like oh okay I wait for like video and I just then I didn't have cable anymore so (laughs) I just never got around to it but it's a fun movie that I think you'll probably enjoy Uh, what's funny is I'm going to watch Angel Has Fallen which is a sequel to Olympus Has Fallen so it's kind (laughs) of funny that he is in the sequel to the other Die Hard in a White House, in the White House movie. Um, I've I've never seen Angel Has Fallen either. I it's where there's some movies that I hear a couple of people don't like when it comes out, and they go, "Okay, I'm not going to watch it." And then it turns out a bunch of people like it, and I was like, "Oh, well, I guess I should have went." But well, I'll make up my own mind if it's good or not. I suppose. 
Yeah. Uh, next up uh, is the uh, legendary Richard. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to. I should have looked this up. Yeah, I, I don't know if his last name is pronounced. There are no, no vowels in it, so... It's it's NG. Do you, if you know Hong Kong movies like we do, he's instantly recognizable. He's like a million things. He's one of the uh, lucky stars. As people are going to be like yelling at me like, come on, you don't know? But anyway, he's a, he, he passed away, but he was, he was a legend in, in Hong Kong cinema. Uh, so I chose uh, to watch Magnificent Warriors with Michelle Yeoh. I have been sitting on this movie for like 20 years or whatever, and I just haven't watched it for some reason. So I'm finally going to give it a go. And I heard it's a good one. So, And, and there's, you can't go wrong yeah, with Michelle Yeoh. that's a good Yeoh. one. I've seen it. Yeah, can't go wrong with Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, going to watch The Gambling Ghost starring uh, Samo Hung. Still haven't seen that one, and Samo's always good. So, I ran across that on YouTube. Like the whole movie's on YouTube, like a couple times. And uh, there's some like uh, fun hand to hand stuff in that movie. I was like, it's always weird when there's like a ghost movie and there's like a bunch of martial arts. <laughs> it's like it's very strange, but I do appreciate it though. <laughs> uh, let's see. Next then. Is watch a film from Jim Brown, legendary Jim Brown. Uh, what what uh, film from him are you going to check out? I'm going to watch Black Gun. It's Gun with a double a double N, which I guess is his name. Looks like a standard black exploitation kind of movie, which Jim Brown did a hell of a lot of, especially at that time. So yeah, this looks. Pretty fun early seventies action movie. Yeah, I'm gonna watch a black exploitation film too that he did because uh, it's still like a blind spot. And uh, I was gonna do three the hard way just because that is a like one of the more well known ones. It's kind of like if you're gonna get into black exploitation movies, this could be one of the first ones you'd watch. So I'm excited yeah. to see that one. Yeah, that's kind of. A slightly more, uh, slightly more straight version of Black Dynamite. It seems like Dynamite. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a uh, uh, an inspiration for that particular uh, yeah. movie. Um, that's another reason why I wanted to check it out, especially since he's got that sort of uh, sequel in name. No, not in name, but you know, like a spiritual sequel with that outlaw Johnny Black. Uh, so, sort of like. Uh, roundabout way of honoring that movie coming out too by showing through the hard way or watching it yeah uh let's see what we got next uh oh man ray stevenson but what a sad uh death that was because he's so young and he's still yeah. i was still doing so much awesome stuff but uh i was look, looking i was like thinking man i haven't seen the his punisher in a long time I, the last time i saw it was in theaters you know, and I, that was the first time I ever really saw him, or at least noticed him. You know, so I thought I would watch The Punisher, which uh, hopefully that holds up. Pretty, I enjoyed it in theaters, but hopefully it, it holds up pretty well. Yeah, I remember that, that film has some pretty insane bits in it. It's probably going to be fun on a rewatch. 
Yeah, I'm gonna watch uh, Accident Man 2, Hitman's Holiday. Came out last year, and I still haven't gotten around to seeing it, but I've been hearing a lot of great stuff, and I loved the first one. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it's funnier than the first one, where like it, it looks like Scott's having a little bit more or more fun. He's a little bit more loose, a little loosey goosey uh, in the comedy. He's sort of getting sort of into that. So it's a lot sillier than the first movie, but it's uh, got some great fights, uh, great uh, co-stars. Yeah, I think you're going to dig that one a lot. Um, then, of course, we lost Treat Williams this year, too, who was always just one of my favorite, whether he's a lead or a character actor in movies, he's always great. And um, I'm going to check out uh, Flashpoint, which I don't know much about other than it's one of those people come across like a loot and then I'm sure the bad guys want it plot, but you're always, always a good time. You can't really mess. Yeah. It. yeah I'm going to watch the substitute to stools out where he's kind of a substitute for Tom Berenger who didn't return for any of the sequels. And if I find enough time, I might as well watch the third and the fourth one. All starring Tweed Williams. It's surprising that Berenger didn't come back for those, considering he would come back for those sniper sequels that were directed. Yeah, not video. all of them. <laughs> no, but you know, he's he still was willing to do them. But I'm kind of glad because Tweed Williams is pretty, pretty good in those, and they have a lot of great like uh, supporting actors they all recognize in those movies. That's a lot of fun. So I think you're going to dig the substitute sequels. Okay. I think. Speaking, speaking of sniper sequels, I, they came out with two more that I still haven't seen. So they make them too fast. I can't catch up with it. There's apparently a, I forget the name of it, but there's like a spinoff movie, uh, like uh, Guts or something like that, where it's just like, uh, it, it feels like a pilot to a TV show that CBS would air. You know, it's like a team and they team together to stop bad guys. <laughs> It's it's kind of crazy that they made spinoffs to this uh, franchise that has kind of flown under the radar. I should check up on it. I should watch these. I should watch Snipers. Maybe yeah, I've not. Seen the, the first eight of them, and most of them are pretty good. That's good. That's good. I'm glad. I mean, if you would have said they all stunk, I'd be like, well, I'm not going to watch them now. <laughs> all right. And then the, the last thing for the Memorial Special is uh, the great William Freakin'. Uh, one of the greatest directors we've ever had. Uh, what uh, what are you going to watch uh, to celebrate his career? I'm going to watch a Cat Squad, which is a made-for-television movie he did in the mid-'80s. And it's been kind of forgotten, I think. Like, when people think of William Friedkin, they don't really think of his television work. But, yeah, this looks pretty fun. I mean, uh, Steve James is in it, so... That's always a good thing. Yeah, indeed. I love Steve James. Who doesn't? Uh, I'm, I'm just going to go and just watch The French Connection since I haven't seen it in a while. And, um, I mean, it's there's a lot of movies that I watched when I was younger. Uh, like French Connection I watched when I was younger. Now I'm excited to kind of watch it being as old as I am now in my late 40s. Just to kind of see how I feel about the movie. You know, not that I I've always liked it. Obviously, it's a great movie, but I might get something different out of it this time. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? 
All right. So the next sort of area we do, uh, I, I, I love this uh, every year, the anniversary special. Uh, it's a way to honor obvious movies that have their anniversary that are great. And then to sort of watch something similar, share an actor or whatever, whatever it may be. All right. So there's a lot of stuff this year that we were doing anniversaries on. Uh, so the first thing then would be um, watching an action film starring, starring Tiger Hugh Chen or Tiger Chen. Uh, you might see in like, uh, he was like in uh uh, Man from Tai Chi, for example, like, which is the tenth anniversary of, <laughs> directed by yeah. Keanu Reeves. Uh, I I I just like to point out I love Man of Tai Chi, and they were playing it in my local Alamo Draft House, but I couldn't go because it was like on a Wednesday at three p.m. I'm like I'm working. Who's <laughs> going to to see anything at three p.m.? That's an older martial arts film, so I missed it on the big screen, but. Uh, what are you gonna watch from from Tiger? Yeah, I'm gonna watch House of Fury, which is from 2005, starring Anthony Wong. So, I've actually never heard of this movie before, but with that uh, that cast, seems pretty promising. And I'm not really familiar with much of Tiger Chan's. Uh, filmography obviously i loved in in man of tai chi but he's otherwise kind of a mystery to me so i'm kind of curious to just look at some fairly unknown uh, movies of his yeah uh i can say that house of fury is really good um it's it's, uh directed or co-directed by stephen fung who was in like the Gen gen x cops movies uh, he was like part of like a the new wave of actors, um, but he ends up I think he ends up doing more directing now uh, and whatnot. But it's a good movie, so you'll probably enjoy it. A lot of good fights, um, and Michael Wong's in it. Apparently, I forgot about that. Uh, so shout out to Wong Gifts over on Twitter. <laughs> uh, I'm watching uh, Kung Fu Traveler. I just remember Ala Vern reviewing it once, and there's a sequel. So I, I love the idea that they a future guy goes back in the past to, to learn a kung fu style in order to defeat aliens, which is kind of a yeah, crazy. That plot. sounds like a great plot. Yeah, so I'm, I'm curious to see how that one is. Um, I, it's another one of those films that I don't think anyone's ever really seen or heard of, and if it's good, maybe I can spread the word. Who knows? Um, next on the list here is uh, to celebrate the 10th anniversary of Ninja Shadow of a Tear, a great uh, movie starring Scott Atkins and Kane Kasugi. So that's what we want you to do is watch a film starring Kane Kasugi, a, a son of Sho Kasugi, classic uh, martial arts actor. Um, what are you gonna What are you gonna check out from Kane? I'm gonna watch Muscle Heat which I think is a Japanese movie from 2002. It's... And the picture, the poster is just Ken Kazuri with a shirt off looking intensely at the camera. Can't go wrong with that. Okay, so just fair warning. Uh, there's some, some fun fights, but it's not great. <laughs> just, <laughs> just so you know. I have a couple of GIFs up I did on of that movie on my uh on the November account 
couple years ago. He he does uh beat somebody up with a little girl, so we got that look <laughs> to look forward to. Um, so hopefully you do like it though. Um, now I've decided to watch the driver. He's apparently in that. This is a chaos movie. The director chaos, who everybody seems to hate. But I'm gonna give <laughs> I'm gonna give him a chance because it's Mark Casco yeah. is the lead in it, and um. How bad can it be, really? Smart to Cascos. Well, you know he'll be good at least. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen The Driver, but... No, I haven't, so I don't know how much the Cascos is in it. But if he's in it a lot, then how bad could it be? Yeah, but he's, he's on the poster, and I think it's he's, like, protecting his, like, uh, kid, and it's his own kid in it, so it's sort of like a father... I don't know if it's daughter or son. I'll find out soon enough. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up here is um, watch uh, an action film directed by Gore Verbinski to celebrate the 10th anniversary of Lone Ranger and the 20th anniversary of the Pirates of the Caribbean. Man, Lone Ranger was only 10 years ago. That's crazy. Um, I'm going to watch the original Pirates of the Caribbean just because I don't like those movies for some reason. But I'm older now again, so maybe in the last twenty years I will appreciate uh, what he did with that with those movies because um, he's got a really cool eye for action and cinematography and whatnot. So we'll see how I feel this time. Yeah, I, I think Govabinski is like when it comes to set pieces, one of the best directors currently working in Hollywood. So it's kind of a shame that the Lone Ranger kind of derailed his career. But I'm going to watch uh, Mouse Hunt, which is, I think, his first movie. I remember I watched it in the theater back in 97, and it's kind of a mostly slapstick comedy. But in my opinion, slapstick comedy is a type of action. So I'm curious to see how his eye for action is kind of played in this uh, type of genre. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be fun to kind of kind of go back to his first movie. Because I, I didn't see the film, but I remember the trailer, and there's definitely stunts. And if there's stunts, yeah. it, it's in my opinion, it could be considered an action movie. I mean, especially because, you know, if you're doing a lot of slapstick stuff, yeah. I mean, it's... What's the difference between a slap and a punch? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's all uh, about motion. Yeah. Capturing motion on screen, so slapstick comedy, action, dance movies, it's pretty much all same essentially now the, the next task on the list here is to celebrate the 20th anniversary of bad boys 2 uh so watch a film by michael bay and he's got a lot of action films um but i i'm gonna watch 13 hours because i've never seen it it's one of the michael bays i haven't checked out and uh now that we're like kind of far enough removed from the whole benghazi thing uh I think it'll it'll play differently, hopefully. I don't know. We'll find out. But I'm excited to kind of check it out, see how he does the uh, tactical action and stuff. Shout out to my friend Chris Barreras, who uh, has taught me so much about what looks fake and what looks real in movies. And uh, he says this one's pretty accurate. So what are you going to see from from the, the Michael Bay? I'm going to watch Ambulance, which came out last year. But it disappeared from theaters pretty quickly, so I, I missed it. And I'm not even that much of a Michael Bay fan. His movies kind of 
a bit frustrating to me because they always have amazing shots, but also way too much stuff that doesn't work. So I'm kind of hoping Ambulance kind of, since it's, I've been hearing a lot of good things, kind of focuses more on his strengths than his weaknesses. Yeah, it's a, I liked it. I know some people loved it. You're going to really like drone drone shots because there's a ton of drone shots, but he's he's crazy with a lot of this stuff. But what's impressive to me about Ambulance, uh, besides the the relationship between the two leads, uh, Bettina, right, and John Hall. Anyway, the uh, – um, oh, yeah, it didn't cost a lot of money. <laughs> I, was, I thought that was so weird. I, it looks really expensive, but it was like under a hundred under hundred million dollars. So it's like I don't know how they're making two hundred million dollar movies these days. If he can do it, but whatever. That's not here or there. Nor there. You'll like it though. Yeah, movie budgets have been kind of grown completely <laughs> out of control. So that a movie that costs less than a hundred million is now surprisingly low budget. All right, so next next tier, we're going to, where am I? Watch an action film directed by Andrew Davis to celebrate 30th anniversary of uh, The Fugitive, one of, one of my favorite movies. Um, who are you going to watch? What movie are you going to watch from Andrew Davis? I'm going to watch uh, The Package with Tommy Lee Jones and Gene Hackman. It's one of a few Andrew Davis movies I still haven't watched. Uh, I think it's like a remake of No Margin, if I'm not uh, mistaken. Or maybe I'm missing something else. But I think Andrew Davis is one of the most reliable kind of journeyman action directors who's been kind of forgotten despite having some massive hits under his belt, like The Fugitive or Under Siege. Yeah, I love Andrew Davis. Uh, he also did um, Court of Silence. And um, above the law, I think, right? Yeah, that's also him. Yeah, so I'm also watching the package too because I haven't seen that one either. And uh, it's the the poster is Tommy Lee Jones uh, carrying around a giant gun. So how bad can it be? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm excited for that one. Uh, now the next thing too is watch an action film directed by Rennie Harlan to celebrate the 30th anniversary of Cliffhanger. Apparently, 30 years ago, a ton of really cool action stuff happened. <laughs> um, so yeah, now... when I was kind of constructing the list and looking at the different years, like 93, no really stood out as a film with, uh, as a year with way too many hits to choose from. Oh, yeah. Like, Hard Target came out in 93. And yeah. uh, when I saw Cliffhanger in theaters, that's when I saw the Hard Target trailer. And whenever, when, they talk when they say uh, from internationally acclaimed action director John Woo. I got so excited in the theaters that like I may have hollered. Uh, but uh, and then then I watched Cliffhanger. It was awesome, you know. So, um, but what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna watch that Born American, his first movie. It sounds like a ridiculous plot. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen Born American, but yeah, yeah I've seen it. That's pretty weird one. It, it it almost feels like the plot. It was like, was it they like they go into Russia and they start trouble? It's like, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. 
What do you got for Ronnie Harlan? Uh, I'm going to watch uh, 12 rounds uh, starring John Cena, which kind of, I think it flopped back in the day, which is why Cena's movie career kind of took a bit of a pause. But I mean, now he's back and it's been a lot of great movies recently. I'm kind of curious to see how Cena's early film worlds kind of compare now. Yeah, it's a movie, uh, but uh, hopefully you enjoy it. Uh, I don't really remember much to, about it, actually, other than uh, I didn't find it too memorable. But I, I, I'm i glad that John Cena didn't stop, and he still tried to make movies because he's uh, really found his niche of being like sort of like a funny action comedy guy, which I appreciate. Um, so we'll see how it goes. I'm look, looking forward to hearing what you think. Uh, all right, so next thing is um, also 30 years ago was the start of UFC. And we've gotten tons of action movies starring professional fighters. Uh, everyone from Michael Bisbing to Don the Dragon Wilson um, to, geez, so many people. So watch an action movie starring a professional fighter. And uh, I'm going to do Don the Dragon Wilson myself. Uh, shout out to... Fred Rob, who has the uh, Blood Fist uh, website, which I'll, I'll I'll link because I can't remember the, if it's I think it's Blood Fist Legacy, but it's a it's a fun site because Blood Fist movies are fun. But I've never seen Part Two, uh, so that's um that's what I'm gonna watch Blood Fist Two. Who what uh, professional fighter are you gonna check out? Yeah, I'm also going with Don the Dragon Wilson, but since I have seen all the Blood Fists. I'm going to watch Cyber Tracker, which I think also has a bunch of sequels. So if I like that one, I might as well follow up, follow it up with a sequel. Yeah, as far as professional fighter turned actor, he's probably the greatest ones because I don't even think he lost a single fight and he fought a lot. You know, so shout out to Don the Dragon Wilson. Um, speaking of professional fighters... Uh, the 40th anniversary of Lone Wolf McQuaid uh, is this year. So watch a Chuck Norris film. And I've decided to watch The Octagon because I've never seen it. And I think it has ninjas. It does have ninjas. And we had voiceover narration about ninjas. Oh, wonderful. I can't wait. <laughs> uh, so what Chuck Norris movie are you going to check out? I'm watching uh, Boyka Boyka. One of his early roles from the 70s. Uh, I think he doesn't even have a beard in that or that one yet. So yeah, it's a trucker movie, which is kind of a cool subgenre of it, which I need to explore more. Yeah, they they made a lot of those those movies. They were very popular with with uh, people in the South here in America. It is is definitely a culture thing. Um. So hopefully uh, Breaker Breaker is good. I've never seen that one personally, but uh, hopefully hopefully Chuck Norris shows a little bit of personality in it. <laughs> Sometimes he doesn't always have the, the best personality in movies. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's Chuck. Like, he paved the way for a lot of the movies we watch, so you got to respect him. Uh, speaking of, now we're going to celebrate the 40th anniversary of Revenge of the Ninja. So we got Kane's dad, Sho Kasugi. And uh, so, what Sho Kasugi movie are you going to check out? 
I'm going to watch uh, Rage of Honor from 87. One of a few movies uh, of show to series from that hour I haven't seen. I think it's unfortunately not a ninja movie, but a cop movie. But I mean, the poster looks really cool. He's like jump kicking a guy in the face in front of a giant flaming background. So that kind of sold me on it. Hopefully that happens in the movie. I'd be disappointed yeah. if he doesn't. <laughs> um, so I was going to add a little bit of Bruce Bloitation into my rotation this year. Uh, apparently his aunt Bruce Lee fights back from the grave. Uh, a movie Ooh. that I've uh, apparently it's very, very loosely Bruce Bloitation. It's like one quick scene of him. Of like a... Is that the one where Bruce Lee fights Popeye? I don't know. I guess we'll find out when I see it. <laughs> I, I do remember uh, I have this uh, movie trailer comp for old martial arts movies and this, this one always stood out just because of the title. <laughs> so I'm going to check out Check this movie out. Hopefully, um, there's oh, some good fights in there. And I know Shokasugi has a fight in it for sure. So I'm excited to see him do it, do his thing. Um, all right. So next, then, um, we're going to celebrate Pam Greer and the 50th anniversary of Coffee. Uh, everyone loves Pam Greer. Uh, so what Pam Greer movie are you going to see? I'm going to watch The Big Dollhouse, which is kind of a women in prison movie, directed by Jack Hill, who also did Coffee and uh, Foxy Brown. So he's a pretty reliable exploitation director. So looking forward to this. Yeah, prison exploitation movies are weird. Uh, it's kind of a, a lot of, it feels like they went from like the more serious dramas and suddenly just they became prison fight movies along the way it's kind of funny um but uh for me i'm gonna watch uh friday foster which i think is more of like a political thriller than anything else um but uh, i just i kind of love that 70s paranoid thriller kind of thing so i'm kind of really excited to check this one out um i need to just watch more i just need to watch more 70s movies in general like i'm just it, my 70s genre movie knowledge is bad <laughs> so this will be yeah, the there's thing. a lot left to explore in that decade oh, so yeah. many hidden gems tons tons um let's see what else we got here oh 50th anniversary of walking tall uh starring joe don baker so watch an action film starring joe don baker who's been in a ton of things um I'm actually going to, I've never seen Walking Tall, so that's what I'm going to watch. Um, I know they remade it with The Rock, uh, but it's just one of those movies I've always heard of. Just never sat down to watch it, so I'm going to finally get that off my watch list. Uh, what are you going to do for Joe Don? I'm going to watch A Final Justice, which has a pretty bad reputation. I think it's been on Mystery Science Theater, getting clowned on. But I'm, I'm going to give it an honest shot. Because I'm kind of fascinated by uh, Jordan Baker and his action hero career. Because he's kind of not the typical leading man. And Walking Tall is also like a fascinating movie. Which kind of has this weird legacy. Like it had, the original had two sequels not starring Jordan Baker. And the remake had, I think, also two sequels not starring The Rock. 
that is weird. How about that? Um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. Hopefully, you'll like that one more than because sometimes the mystery science theater movies are really not that bad. Um, yeah, they, I think we've had some pretty great movies on there that don't really deserve this reputation. So I hope this is one of the good ones. We'll see. Well, I look forward to hearing about it. Now, Japanese cinema is the biggest blind spot of any world cinema. Like, I, I, I know some things. I've seen some stuff, but I barely have watched anything. So I am very unfamiliar with Reizo Ishikawa. Uh, what what do you know about him and what should I be looking out for? Because I chose... What did I choose? I chose... Your, your audio is cutting out. I was in Destiny's Son is the movie. But I don't know anything about this guy. So Reizo Ichikawa was kind of one of the biggest like samurai movie stars of the 60s. There's this long-running series called Sleepy Eyes of Death, and I think there's like 12 of these. And I'm going to watch the first one, Sleepy Eyes of Death, A Chinese Jade. It's kind of similar to the Satoichi movies where they crank out several a year. Like the Japanese samurai films from the 60s, uh, really productive kind of genre. And there are many other action movies from the 60s that have kind of this level of intensity that you could find in Japanese cinema of the time. Yeah, that sounds pretty awesome. I just watched um, Lone Wolf and Cub the first time last year and uh, Lady Snowblood I recently watched. So I'm starting to like catch up on all the all the cool stuff I missed and I those, those movies are very interesting um the only thing is they're kind of hard to find I don't it might be easier for you but I might have to to go different routes but I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch some stuff so I'm excited for that so I'm glad this is on the on the list that's you know because celebrating all this all the world cinema is great um speaking of Japanese cinema uh Sixty years ago was uh, the anniversary of Youth of the Beast and Detective Bureau Two Three Go to Hell Bastards, <laughs> which I'm sure is not what the original title may have been. I don't know, uh, but I have seen Youth of the Beast uh, by Saijun Suzuki, who makes a lot of these kind of crime pictures. Uh, Youth of the Beast is awesome. Um, what are you gonna watch? I'm going to watch one of Suzuki's later movies called Pistol Opera. And Suzuki has always been uh, someone who makes weirdly stylish kind of crime and action movies. So I'm kind of curious to see how far this one goes off the rails. I remember stuff like uh, Tokyo Wanderer or Blender to Kill being pretty weird. So uh, I'm curious to see how much of his weird 60s style old man Seiko Suzuki brings it to this 2001 movie. Yeah, that just it's kind of cool to, to kind of see where somebody is like many years later. Um, I'm going to watch Branded to Kill. Uh, it's a, another one of those movies that uh, I've always heard I need to check out. 
So what better time than now than to to see Brandon to kill? So I'm excited for that. Um, but that was, there's another surprising thing. Um, watch a, a film starring Harold Lloyd celebrate the hundredth anniversary of Safety Last. I've never actually seen Safety Last, so I'm going to watch that one. I've seen clips, I know of it, but I've never actually watched the whole thing through. So I'm excited yeah, to Safety Last is a pretty great example of why slapstick comedy and action are pretty much the same genre because the entire second half of that movie is just him climbing up a skyscraper and it's quite intense to see like what they were able to do without any really visual effects like there's actually people climbing up way up there I mean most of it is actually how right but there is a stunt double also but but breathtaking to see the kind of stunts in that movie. Yeah. Uh, obviously, as many of you know, Jackie Chan was inspired a lot by Harold Lloyd. So seeing him trying to recreate some of those stunts and almost dying doing it makes safety last stuff even more impressive that nobody died doing any of this stuff. So I'm excited to actually watch it for the first time. Uh, what uh, What are you going to check out from Harold Lloyd? I'm going to watch The Sin of Harold Diddlebrock, which is one of Harold Lloyd's later sound films. And it's a, like, a legacy sequel to one of his early films called The Freshman. So I'm kind of curious to see how this pans out. It's kind of belated sound sequel to a silent movie directed by Preston Sturgis, who is quite a famous comedy director. Oh, that that really sounds interesting. Uh, I might have to check that out too. Uh, unless you say it's terrible, then I might not. But uh, I might might check that out also. Uh, let's see. I think we we skipped one. We skipped oh, yeah, the nineteenth no. anniversary of King Kong. Yeah, yeah. I went. I on my list, I somehow went to look for Harold Lloyd first, and then I went back to look for King Kong. But ninety years ago, King Kong came out, which was, you know, one of the greats. So. Watch a monkey movie to celebrate it. So you can go any direction on this stuff. What 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 direction of monkey movie did you go with? Yeah, I'm gonna watch The Monkey King as starring Donnie Yen from 2014. And I mean the Monkey King is kind of this legendary figure of uh, Chinese history. There are probably a lot of movies where he shows up. So I'm kind of curious to see how Donnie Yen interprets this character. Yeah, I remember when that came out, but I haven't seen that yet. Um, I've only seen a handful of Monkey King stuff. So I was kind of excited that I saw that the Chinese Odyssey Part 1 with starring Stephen Chow was actually on Netflix here in the U.S. And that's a you know, Monkey King movie as well. And it's like one of those movies I always read in my Hong Kong cinema books. You know, so now I can finally see it. So that'll be kind of fun to, to see kind of a, a, a mid-90s Monkey King Stephen Chow film. I don't know how serious or goofy it is or, or what, but I'm excited. Uh, all right. So that's our anniversary section. Now, next thing we have to talk about uh, is Dolph Bronson Day, which is November 3rd. Uh, a great day of the year. I love Golf Bronson Day. 
Uh, so that on the on that day, hopefully, people watch a Dolph Lundgren and Charles Bronson film to celebrate their birthdays, uh, which is every year November third. Uh, so what uh, what double feature would you watch for Dolph uh, Bronson Day? I'm gonna watch a direct action starring Dolph Lundgren and Telephone starring Charles Bronson. Haven't seen either of them. And I'm kind of curious because they're both by really great directors, like Direct Action by Sidney J. Fury and Telephone by Don Siegel. So I'm kind of curious to see, especially Direct Action, how Sidney J. Fury kind of handles the mid-2000s straight-to-video of Lundgren picture, if he brings any flavor to this. Uh, I've seen Direct Action but not did I did I finish it or not? I can't remember if I finished it. Uh, but it's not bad. I don't remember very much of it though. It was like it was a few years ago. I got this like Dolph Lundgren multi movie disc, and uh, I started watching it. And fun fun fact, my when I was thinking of different podcasts to do, I thought I was gonna do something on direct action movies, so I was gonna call it direct action. But uh, mm. I don't want people to think that I was ripped off Lundgren. I don't want them coming after me. So, <laughs> uh, But speaking of Cindy J. Fury, I was going to watch Detention that he directed with Dolph Lundgren um, and uh, Death Wish 4. Uh, Ooh, the Crackdown. crackdown. <laughs> so I, I've... It's funny. I'm, I'm going to be watching Death Wish for the first time ever uh, to record a podcast. And I've only seen Death Wish three, <laughs> which <laughs> which is one of the more ridiculous ones. So I'm curious to see what kind of movie Death Wish four is. If it yeah, if... De- Death Wish four is more like part three rather than the first one. It's quite a silly movie. Ah, perfect. See, I need silly in my life. Um, so that's that's what we're gonna do for Dolph Bronson Day, which is again November third. So everybody celebrate it um, with us. What what day is November third anyway? Let's see. Hopefully it's like a weekend. It's a Friday. Hell yeah. See, nobody can nobody can say, oh, it's a school night. It's a Friday, so no excuses this year, kids. <laughs> All right. And then um diversity of badass cinema section. Uh first thing here is watch an action film directed by a woman. Um, who do you got for that? Are we gonna watch for what woman director are you gonna watch? I'm watching Terminal Island, directed by Stephanie Hoffman, who's kind of a legendary exploitation director, mostly kind of horror and sex movies. But yeah, I'm kind of curious to see how she handles action. Yeah, I'm unfamiliar, but uh, hopefully it one's a good one. Uh, I was going to finally see Speed Racer by the Wachowski sisters. Um, people do not shut up about that movie. It drives me crazy. So now I can finally watch it and say I saw it. Um, I probably will like it. I know some people when it first came out didn't quite understand what was going on, but I've seen the anime, so I know it's that vibe they're going for is pretty similar. People seem to love it. So gonna yeah, finally yeah. That, that, that film is intense. <laughs> I'm finally gonna Ripped the bandit off and finally watched Speed Racer. So nobody can be like, you haven't seen Speed Racer yet? So that's that's what I was going to do for that. 
Um, and then uh, watch an action film from three different countries. Uh, I'll start off first and say I'm going to go with Killers, uh, the, the Timo Bros film from Thailand. I'm going to watch that one. Uh, it's Timo, so it's probably super violent, but I haven't seen that one yet. What, uh, what country are you going to first? I'm going to Finland to watch Sisu, which came out last year. It's kind of his old man fights Nazis, which seemed pretty fun, but I missed, I missed it when it came out. And um, uh, starting to uh, run low on countries I haven't seen action movies from, but apparently I still haven't seen one from Finland, so that's a good opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that would be uh, fun. I know there's... Um... A movie, Legacy of Lies, coming out. Uh, think of the beginning of next year. That it's a co-production between uh, Finland and Iran. That uh, people have seen that said it's really good. Um, I, I'd have to look up the uh, the actor's name. He was just on an episode of Action for Everyone. Um, I'll, I'll look it up uh, in a minute. But uh, it sounds awesome. And I love the fact there's a Finland and Iran martial arts action film coming out. So look out for Legacy of Lies. Um, now the, the second film, I'm going to go to India. This year I've seen two uh, Shah Rukh Khan films, uh, Pathan and Jawan. And now I just kind of want to watch his career because he's there's something really cool about SRK. And I'm going to go all the way back to 1995 for Ram Jane. Uh, which it's got that like um, the plot of you know someone going to teach you know, kids to stay away from crime and I don't know much about it but it's on Netflix and I'm kind of excited to watch it it's you know like it's it sounds like it's his um, what's oh my god I might have to edit this out because it's embarrassing only the strong it's, it sounds like he's Ooh, only yeah. the strong. It's not teaching capoeira, but there's probably it's the, India, so there's musical numbers at least. So I'm excited for from Johnny. Yeah, I, I should also check out more of Shahrukh Khan's earlier films. I uh, watched Shawan uh, just this afternoon and was blown away by it. What is next for you? Uh, my next country actually is Iran which you just mentioned, the Finnish Iranian co-production. So I'm going to watch The Eagles from 1985, which is kind of a Iranian war movie about the Iran-Iraq war from that time. So from the poster, it kind of looks like the similar kind of movie to American action movies at the time, but from an Iranian perspective, which sounds like an interesting combination. It does that that it's always interesting to see what other countries uh like what how they look at other things that I might not be used to because I'm used to you know my own movies you know here in America so it's always kind of fun you always hear like the 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 argument a lot that it's a uh, propaganda but I'm like it's it's all propaganda it's it's can't get away from that uh, so it'll be interesting to see. Also, I have to uh, apologize. It's Layers of Lies. That's not Legacy of Lies. Layers of Lies. It's uh, Raman... Legacy of Lies is a Scott Atkins movie. Yeah, Layers of Lies. It's uh, Raman Shorab, uh, who's the uh, the star director of it, who uh, is you know from Iran and 
lived in Finland most of his life, but he he's got skills. Like he's he knows how to do martial arts and everything. And I saw a little uh, clip of it, and uh, that that'll be one to look out for. Uh, so layers of lies. I might have to edit out the earlier thing, or but <laughs> that's what you want to see. Uh, so anyway, last film, then uh, a third film. I'm gonna go to Hong Kong. I'm gonna watch Undeclared War that uh, Vinegar Syndrome just released uh, a, a new Blu-ray for. And it's also one of the very first Hong Kong movies I ever saw. And I haven't seen him forever. So I'm excited to re- revisit Undeclared War uh, by the great Ringo Lam, one of uh, one of the great Hong Kong directors. Yeah, I still haven't seen that one, but Ringo Lam is always good. Oh yeah, there's, there's a lot of blood in it. A lot of spraying blood. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for, for my final country, I'm going to Poland and I'm going to watch Killer, which is an action comedy from the late 90s, which is, I guess, a pretty big cult hit in Poland, but not very well known outside of it. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad that you are watching, you know, stuff from places you don't normally think of when you think of action, which is always fun. See how they kind of do stuff. Um, so yeah, that that's that's uh Movember's tasks, everybody. Um, so, oh, again, thanks for uh, coming on and talking about the movies we're going to see, and. For those who want to join, there'll be a link in the show notes uh, for where you would go to see the, the official list. Uh, make sure you link us to what you've created on Letterboxd. If you're on Letterboxd, uh, check out Woovember, uh, at Woovember on Twitter uh, to uh, participate that way. And uh, we look forward to seeing what everybody watches. Hopefully, uh, we do a great job of celebrating action cinema from all around the world and the history of it. So I'm very excited. So thank you again for listening. And Ole, thank you so much again. And uh, I look forward to hearing what you think of the movies you saw. Yeah, thank you for having me. And I'm also looking forward to see what everyone else picks for their list. Absolutely. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for uh, listening. And uh, I'll be back at some point with brand new episodes. But till then, uh, let me know what movies you're going to see for Wuven. So have a good Uh, Night, everybody.